Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is October 10th, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's game day. Um, I think we're going to get beat down. I'm just going to keep it real with the uh, the uh, people that listen to this podcast. I think this is going to be a beat down. I think it's going to be uh, 38 to 6 Notre Dame. I just I don't trust this coaching staff to. Uh, put the right game plan in place offensively or defensively to put this team in a position to succeed and uh, just reading some stuff on the internet uh, Wednesday was not a good practice for this team according to Mike Norvell so um, when you can't get your team to lock in and practice how are you going to get your team to lock in in games so I'm just I'm just going to keep it real but I do have some other uh, segments here to, you know, provide some some hope to maybe find a path to win. Um, But at the end of the day, I think Notre Dame is just a better coach team and I just think they're going to win. So um, that's just like a game day preview it's not like an actual segment okay so for the first segment is entitled it's a non-florida state segment and uh it's called crazy co-workers during the pandemic and i I tell you man it seems like two of the two of the places that i just hate going is my job and walmart okay that my job is actually a cakewalk. It's easy. It's just some of the people who I work with that make it eternally difficult. And uh, I can't really go into grave detail because I don't know who listens to this show and who doesn't. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say anything that's going to potentially get me fired. But, you know, if you in the workplace and you being petty because you can't get your way stop man you know what can we can you just wait can we just take a pause on petty until after the pandemic is over because you know it's a lot of people going through a lot of stress right now it's it's stress just putting on your clothes and going to work and potentially somebody at your job could have this pandemic And and that's across the country, any job. 
but you still got people in the workplace that's gonna come to work and and just act crazy it's just like circumstances don't even matter and i'm i'm my thing is i i just i'm surprised that on the news you haven't heard about more work related you know uh incidents because of this pandemic i mean it's amazing to me that you haven't heard about more violence in the workplace because of it and i'm not saying i'm gonna do anything because i'm not but um people can take you there people can can get you in that that mind of thinking just just by some of the things that they say and do you know i'm i'm um I'm just of the mindset that, you know, I'm here when I go to work, I'm here for a purpose. And that is to uh, earn the check and go back out the door. I'm not there to uh, do anything else. Do the job, get paid, go home. But people always dragging you into nonsense. So and it's just, you know, I'm be honest, it's kind of hard to ignore it, but I do. Um. You know, whenever somebody is negative, I just report it to the supervisor and let him deal with it, Um, especially when it comes to females. Men, if you if you're trying to go at it with a female really in life, you're going to lose. Even when you win, you lose. So the best thing you can do is run away. Don't even deal with it. Because it's it's a lose lose situation. So, um, that's it for that segment. I just, I went through some nonsense slash BS last night at work and just need to get that off my chest. So I didn't say any names. I didn't say where I worked. So nobody can say anything. (laughs) Um, next, next, uh, segment is entitled recruiting strategy florida state um read an article on uh, facebook about Deion sanders he said that um florida state is recruiting the wrong type of guys and i wouldn't say we're recruiting the wrong type of guys i just don't think we have the things in place to make these guys reach their potential you you go to Clemson, you go to Ohio State, you go to Alabama, you go to Oregon. You look at their facilities. State of the art. Florida State doesn't have that. And that's that's big for these football players now. They want um lavish facilities. That motivates them to you know, become better football players. You look at the um, the um, the um, unstable, you know, coaching uh, at Florida State the last uh, four years. So that's why I've been saying on several episodes, previous episodes. That you have to keep Mike Norville, Mike Norvell in place just for stability. 
And, I, you know, this administration has to realize that this is a rebuild. Nobody is going to come. Even if you would have got Bob Stoops, Bob Stoops wouldn't have came in there this year and went 11 and 0 and, and won the ACC and went to the playoff. He wouldn't have did that. Now, he probably would have got a whole bunch of guys to transfer in and you probably could have won nine or ten games, which is, you know, back back in the day that was like the way we feeling right now is the way we used to feel about nine and three, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, so, you know, nine and three is would be a welcome sight right now or nine and two, whatever. Um, but the recruiting, the recruiting strategy from what Dion said was you have to see how guys practice. I disagree with that because I've, I've seen, you know, from my, uh, uh, brief college, I mean, not college, but, uh, high school playing football days. I wouldn't say brief. I played three years in high school. Um, we, we had some all world practice players. But they would get in the game and get just totally, you know, cinnamon toast crunched or just, you know, hands of uh, stone. Couldn't catch nothing. Couldn't block. Couldn't tackle. But in practice, it was all world. So I, I disagree with that. Now, I, I think the best way to judge a player is in games against other competition. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, I, I think you have to watch a player for the entire game to see how to evaluate that player. I don't think you can just put a highlight tape together and say, OK, this guy's a four or five star. I disagree with that. But I I, I think you can get a, a feel for a player from practice. But I don't think you can totally say, OK, OK, he practices great. So he, he's got this is a guy that I want on my team. I, I disagree with that. I think you it's a combination of practice, games, and just he, he brought up another issue, heart. And I agree with that too. You you really can't you don't know what's inside of this guy's chest. You don't know what that player is going to bring on game day and you don't. It's it's a crapshoot. Recruiting recruiting in of itself is a crapshoot. You don't know what you're gonna get. Until that guy actually steps on the field and starts playing. So, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, we suck on the offensive and defensive lines. And we've, we uh, got a guy, um, a defensive end that could potentially help us next season. And we got some more, uh, I mean, I will give it to Norvell. He is... He is putting emphasis on the offensive and defensive lines. He knows where his issues are, and he's trying to fix them. So, but I I, I would love to get like one five star on each 
of each of those uh, positions. Um, you got a couple of different three stars at offensive line, and I'm not sure about the rankings of the defensive linemen. Um, so, um, you know, like I said, we're going to suck this year. We're going to suck next year. And 2022 will be the year for Mike Norvell. Uh, obviously, the pandemic is going to last through the rest of this year. And they're saying that it might go well into next year, the summer of next year. So I don't really think you're going to get a proper evaluation or you can't give Mike Norvell a proper evaluation until this pandemic has been over. And he's had a complete, you know, uninterrupted uh, offseason of, of spring football and really getting his stuff installed to really evaluate so you got to stick with this guy you can't you like i said before on previous episodes you cannot afford to hit the reset button again on this program all right um game day stuff for tomorrow can the defense step up they can but they won't can't you know it's just it's just the facts undoubtedly notre dame is going to score and score often um this this defense played well in the second half against Jacksonville State. I don't think that defense is going to show up against Notre Dame. It's just my opinion. And um you know, feel however way you want to feel about it. You can call, you can say I'm not a true Florida State fan, whatever. I'm a realist. I'm not going to get into this uh you know, fake sense of security and just think that okay we came back and beat Jacksonville State we're going to the college football playoff we're not this is a rebuild this is a rebuild let me say it again this is a rebuild it is going to take this year and next year for us to get back and that's assuming that this administration stays with Norvell and that's that's really it um through the first three games I don't know what Fuller is doing the defensive coordinator I don't know what he is doing he finally stopped dropping Janoris Robinson in the coverage one of the better pass rushers on this team but through the first three games he's getting no pressure on the quarterback okay Kando played pretty well against Jacksonville State. Can he show up against Notre Dame? That's really going to be the question. I would like to see Josh Griffiths play early and often. The guy refuses to be blocked. And I love it. He, Lundy, DJ Lundy, Stephen Dix, the linebackers, I want to see them play. I want, Of course, I want to see Lawrence Tuafili play early and often. You got to get those young guys in the game. You got to. They make a difference. But at the end of the day, I don't think the defense is going to step up, which was the name of this segment. All right. And I call it the next segment. Next segment I already touched on it. Can the defensive coordinator call the right plays? No, he won't. In the Miami game, we know that Brevin Knight, number nine, 
was was their is their best offensive weapon outside of the quarterback. He he's running down the middle of the field wide open. Why I mean, if if nothing else, I'm gonna take him away. I'm gonna keep a man on him the whole game. Uh, Lars Woodby, you got him the whole game. No other responsibilities. And then I play cover three, cover four, or man zone off of that. So as you know, as a defensive coordinator, you're not going out there trying to take away the team's best offensive player, which for Notre Dame is Ian Book. And we've already seen how we do against elite quarterbacks with uh, and facing De'Aaron King. So there you go. So I, I have no confidence in the defensive coordinator. All right, final segment for this episode. Can Jordan Travis continue to emerge? Yes. But I again, I don't think Norvell is going to call the right plays to continue the emergence of Jordan Travis. Okay? I think they're going to try. I think they are going to try to put this game on his shoulders. And he's not ready for that. You have to give him setup plays. Screens. Quick screens. Uh, wide receiver screens. Smoke, as they call them, smoke screens. You know, uh, end rounds. Where he hands it off to the running back or wide receiver or whoever. Uh, quick stuff to Cam McDonald. And then you take your shots with Helton and Terry and and then you do the read option stuff but you don't just drop him back and say win the game I wouldn't put him in that position you you do that it's going to be another 52 to 10 type game the the goal is to keep the Notre Dame offense on the sidelines that's the goal and score and score often. Um, so that's it. Um, at the end of the day, I still think we're gonna lose thirty-eight to six. Is my prediction. I don't have confidence in in neither uh, the defensive coordinator or Mike Norvell to call a good game. But I am a I'm a diehard Florida State fan. I am hoping for a win, but I'm being a realist about it. So let me know what you think about this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Please wear a mask. Please social distance. Please be aware of your surroundings. Please do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Please do your research on vitamins. And as always, go nose.